three, two, one. Welcome back to a freshly squeezed episode of the Flowscape podcast. I am Sawyer Stinchfield, and with me today is Spencer Brown. Christopher Peterson Mason could not be here with us, unfortunately. He uh, he could not get away from Disney World today. Um, so being held he, hostage uh, by Mickey over yeah, there. Yeah, he's being he's being held hostage by by the Disney characters. Um, and yeah, nothing he can do about that. So we will miss him. Um, but nonetheless, we, we shall move on. Um, but that being said, we got to address something, um, Spencer, right off the bat, because we have officially booked our golf trip to Orlando the day after Thanksgiving. Um, I don't think I've focused on work, um, since we've done it, but here's, here's what we have to address. We have to address our friend, the panda bear or Russell, as he is known to the common man, um, being the one to text the group saying that we need to have a golf trip soon and we need to like figure it out. And then when me and you figure it out and book our flights, this motherfucker says, I don't know if I'll be able to get off work. <laughs> Not He called me. So I actually have to, I am, I am at fault a little bit. He called me like two weeks ago, and it took me like two weeks to to respond back to him. Uh, I, but yes, it was his idea. He did call me and said we need to make a golf trip. We got the dates, we set it, we found the location, and then now he's got cold feet. Yeah, I mean, to it, I today he said it's looking better that he's gonna. I still am not trusting him on that. Uh, but nonetheless, we're going uh, because we've booked our flights, and um, uh, there's no way I'm gonna back out of a golf trip to orlando in november that's just dumb um so we are going officially mason peterson will be there um we've got to figure out a name though for this tournament thing we're gonna have in a format um because we need some kind of prize um and we need to make it official the problem with the name is there's so many states involved especially if if panda goes that I don't know what we're going to call it because it was the Pacific Southwest Open whenever it was just me, you, and Mason, and both Mason and I lived in Texas. Now it's Oregon, now it's Texas, now it's Colorado, and now it's Florida as well. This is this is a mindfuck of come, trying to come up with a name for this little tournament. Well, it's either the Flow Skate Open or the Constitution Open. Yeah, I, I kind of like the Constitution, the Constitution Avenue Open. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Mason was there ninety percent of his life anyway, so it still counts. He yeah, lived there. Panda lived yeah. there. Uh, if Josh yeah. is included, he lived there. If but Scott also, would get his life together, he lived there. I also kind of like the Flow Skate Open, our first official little podcast golf. Uh, we might have to do that. That might. I, I mean, that's just so simple and easy. We might have to go that route. Um, Flow Skate but, Open. Yeah. yeah, we'll. Yeah, we'll. I could get some stickers made. Ooh. Yeah, this could turn into something. Okay, um, we'll figure that out. But let's let's let's. I mean, how's your game? Are you bringing it? So I played last week in chilly conditions, little wet, and I shot nine or eighty one. So oh yeah, I felt you good did. About you my did catch game. me after that round. That's a good round. That's a good round. Yeah, no doubles. Eight. Pretty clean. Oh, uh, no three over at the turn. So I was feeling, but no birdies either. So it was all pars and bogeys. I'll take I'll take no birdies if I have no doubles. No, absolutely. So yeah, no tops, no trunks. It was good. So if that's the game I bring, I'm 
I'm feeling good. The the swing feels nice. The ball's flying. So uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. How's your game working? Um, it all depends on how I get off the tee. Um, it, it it's so it, after I got that that just the lesson on on driving, it's really helped. But at the same time, there's a lot more thought process that now goes into my setup, etc. So when I'm off just a little bit, it kind of throws my mind off. Um, and so it can be unpredictable, but when I'm, when I'm just feeling comfortable in my stance and my setup and I'm playing my little baby cut, um, you guys might have problems because my short game right now is very, very good. Um, and my putting is fantastic. Um, so, but the problem is I am absolutely horrible out of bunkers and we're playing in Florida. So this could get dicey, um, really fast, but if I'm getting off the tee decently, I will be in the mix right there with you, um. Yeah, looking looking really. Yeah, looking I'm assuming really there'll be some sand, be some water, be some. Um, God, if I see yeah. an alligator, I'm running. Oh, I'm gonna try to grab its tail. <laughs> I'm gonna try to grab Stupid. its tail. Um, but let's get right into this. Um, there are some very hot teams in the NHL right now. Um, they definitely need to jump in the polar recovery cold tub um, and get cooled off or, or not, or just stay hot um, because one of them is the Dallas Stars. Um, but we'll start in the East. Um, the two teams that stuck out to me are really, and really the only two teams, if you just are going based on record and how they look, are Boston and New York Rangers. Boston is 8-0-1 and New York is 7-2. Um, they, to me, look like the clear two best teams in the East right now, which is very surprising, even though we're only 10 games in, but it's very surprising. Uh, Boston, maybe not, but the Rangers, everybody I think had as like a bubble playoff team. Um, and now they're looking really good. Which just seems silly to me there. I mean, they didn't lose that many guys and they picked up Wheeler and, and someone else who I, I, I'm drawing a blank on right now. Um, but they're not bad. Yeah, they lost Tarasenko and they lost Kane. But, like, the Rangers are good. And, I mean, Boston, that's probably the best goaltending tandem in, in the league right now. So, I mean, they shoved up my hoop saying they got to keep it out of their net. So, they, yeah, they're, they got a nice start. But then the nice little surprises in Detroit and Montreal, that's, too. That's that's what I have written down. Um, not so much Montreal, but definitely Detroit. They're 6-3-1, they're and one, but they're playing very solid hockey. Um and, and you can tell they're very system-oriented. Um, and you can tell they like playing for Lalonde. Um, so that's a team to look out for. Um, I, I haven't seen too much of Montreal. How, how, have they been, how have they been looking as far as they're on just, TV? They're just playing well. I think um, I really like that St. Louis, the coach in there. I think now that he's, he's comfortable in there and he's, he's got his deal and he's not looking over his shoulder for a job, they're all starting to play for him. And I mean, they're they're right there in it. I think they're right behind um, Boston and Detroit, right there. And so, yeah, they're a little bit of a surprise. Do I think they can maintain it? No. Do I do I think Detroit can maintain it? No. But hey, hot starts a hot start. Yeah, for sure. Um, the one thing I do have written down is um, uh, Buffalo has shoved my take of them being a playoff team right up my fucking hoop. They are. They do not look great. They don't look in sync. Um, I think Devon Levi Thompson's might... just taking a little time to, to get going. Yeah. And I, I don't Devon... know if Levi's ready yet. Yeah. It, it may that, unfortunately it's looking like the case of, a, of, a, of, of probably eventually a, somebody who will be a stud, but maybe 
who seized um, an opportunity and took advantage of the limelight last year. And just now we're kind of seeing a full 82 game season. He's probably just not ready for that big of a role. Um, so they need to decide what is best for him, whether it's to send him down and, and just let him develop a little bit more or um, whether they think that he can just ride it out. And they think that even if they don't make the playoffs, it won't do anything detrimental as far as his development. Um, I don't know. I'm not in the order. It's got to be so tough tomorrow. to be a goalie coming into the league, like a young goalie. I mean, you, yeah, you're duh. like you're taught to pick up shots and then all of a sudden you get into this league. That's I mean, what? He's 19. Yeah, that'd be like that'd be like being a a twenty year old pitcher in the MLB, and like be like being expected to like go in and start four innings and fucking and get out. Like that's that'd be fucking nerve wracking, dude. Like that's yeah, you're rough. going against man strength. So yeah, I yeah, mean, I get it. I I feel like it's like I don't know. You got to be really patient with goalies. I think yeah, maybe like it sucks. Like because now he's up. Do you really want to send him down and shake his confidence? But I think he just needs the reps of against something in the middle of college and pro, which, you know, is AHL. He's got to start picking up those pucks again. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what they what they do with that um, situation in Buffalo. Um, but then moving over to the West, the three teams that stuck out to me are Vegas, uh, Colorado, and Dallas. Vegas sits at 9-0-1. Colorado is 6-2. Dallas is 5-1-1. and um, the, Vegas looks really, really, really good. They look on pace to probably – match or at least get pretty close to the record that Boston set last year, or at least be in the top five of, of best overall records, I would assume. Um, but we all know how that goes. It doesn't really matter once you get to the playoffs because anybody can win it. Um, but they look on, on pace to, to set some records this year. Colorado looks in full form and, and Dallas really looks in full form. Um, and, and I won't say too much about, about them um, other than, they look in full form and some guys still really kind of have yet to get going. Like Duchesne only has one goal. He's been buzzing, um, but it was big for him to get that goal the other night. Um, I think he really, really needed that to kind of break open. So once these guys really break open, I think those three teams are just going to probably beat the shit out of most of the West, most of the year, including each other. Um, but there's some surprises. Um, and I, I'm sure you have this one written down in Vancouver. Um, it's surprisingly good out in the West. Um, Talkit has those guys playing. Um, they've got a good record um, and absolute fucking animal. Yeah, I mean, they're playing well. That's definitely the shock. Again, it's one of those teams I definitely don't think can sustain it. But I think now they're – because I think last year they just got – they were a little lost. No one really knew the direction that team was taking, if, if guys were on their way out, if Pedersen was going to commit. So I think once they got talking in there, he got his system in there. They finally have a direction and they're actually playing well. But I think they'll kind of teeter off. But, yeah, I mean, Vegas, big, mean, they're going already. I mean, it seems like you didn't really hear a lot of surgery. Like normally in the offseason you hear, you know, this guy had this broken, this guy had this surgery. You didn't hear a lot out of Vegas. It just seemed like they kind of got through the playoffs and were still healthy. Colorado, yeah, they're oh God, they're fast. They're just they're so fast. He's I don't fast know how anybody alive. can catch them. Literally He's fast, fast kid kid alive. Alive. <laughs> And then I mean you take out the fact that they, they they don't even have their captain playing. So if you get someone like Landeskog back, which I think he's I don't know, I I think they said he was out for this season, but I think that's just he's not that kind of guy to kind of take that sitting. I think I they're think playing like to maybe pl- do a Stamkos. Yeah, they're play I think they're planning on playing the um 
playing the Kucherov uh, card. Yeah, they're, they're, the the uh, salary cap Kucherov card. I think that's definitely what they're planning on. The IR Kucherov card is what they're planning on. I doing, mean, if if sure. he doesn't come back, they they definitely need to find somebody to fill that hole because I think maybe they might get a little little beat up in the tail end of the season. I I think they might just need a, a few more horses in there. But yeah, I mean, the West looks good. There's a lot of teams that are kind of even kind of after those top two and then and then you just have poor poor San Jose yeah and you also have two teams that will lead us into um our our next topic here um San Jose ever that's that's just a completely separate they're very bad and it's nobody's fault it's not Greer's fault it's not um uh, Quinn's fault it's it's just no the, it's a the, full rebuild and yeah. they're not retooling on the fly they are they are starting yeah. over I feel yeah. bad and, for Couture and and Hurdle I think they need to ship them out here towards the deadline and and really just dive into this thing I mean they're yeah they've they've got some good fingers crossed Will they can Smith, get a top they've couple got some picks. good guys yeah. yeah they've got some good guys coming up but yeah they're 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 fucked um but oh, Two teams that are also really bad right now um, were the two teams that played in the NHL Heritage Classic the other night, um, and those were the Oilers and the Calgary Flames. And my God, do they suck! Um, I, that game really wasn't even very entertaining. It, I, it just it's they're just playing. Both teams are just playing bad hockey. It's cr- it's it's crazy. Um, and and Jonathan Huberto just seems miserable in Calgary. Yeah, I don't know what they're going to do with him. I mean, he has a huge ticket. I'm he sure seems, he has a no-move clause, but, but he I mean, seems like he just hates Calgary. And he was openly mad whenever when, – when they said he was traded and he found out, He they said he was visibly upset. Um, ah, yeah, that's just not a good situation. And, and the Oilers, my God, if they don't figure this out soon, it could be a long, cold – dark year in both Edmonton and Calgary as well um and when you're living there and it's in December and January and it's fucking dark by 445 and it's minus 15 and your team fucking sucks oh that's I that's take me as far fucking away from there which I guess in Texas is about as far as you can get um, take me as far away from there as, as you possibly can if they don't figure this shit out. Let me pose a trade for you. Nurse okay. for Gibson. John Gibson, the goalie? Yeah. You send Nurse out. You get him out of there because I think he's a liability for Edmonton. And you get in there what they actually need in a top-quality goaltender. I I lean towards I lean towards that nurse isn't I lean towards nurse more getting a bad rap kind of like William Nylander got in, in Toronto. I think he is too, but I think he I think he just needs out. I think he's been their scapegoat, and I think they need to get him out. And you so think John Gibson? To focus you, think, on. you think putting John Gibson in in net fixes they just automatically become a fucking better hockey team? Oh yeah, I mean that's he's, uh, he's okay. the top, probably the top American goalie right now. I mean, yeah. If they if so, they would do it, then do it. I mean, if both teams would do it, I guess you'd do it. Just, just to, just as I, I mean, at this point, why fucking not? Who cares? Gibson um, you, wants out, so I think, I think they're. I, I don't think he finishes the season there. I think he wants to make a play for a cup. I don't think he's on board with the rebuild. So, right, I think well, he's going to be on the move, and I think that could be a good, good. I mean, I'm. 
I'm not a capologist. I don't know how that works. I'm sure there's some trade picks and, and money going back and forth if that deal were to go through. But I yeah. think it would be a good deal for both teams. Um, yeah, I mean, if, if they're – yeah, you called it. I guess they're going to do that trade now. So everybody be on the lookout for that trade to happen. I will say um, about the Heritage Classic, though, those uh, the unis were great. They did at least. Yeah, I, I to be honest with you, I thought the brown really clashed with the blue and orange. Like it nope, was too dark. It. it was too dark of a brown. I thought it needed to be like more of a light tan. But nope, uh, that I was just it. that was You're just wrong. my opinion. I like Calgary's. I, I I thought Calgary's were good. I just thought the hockey was trash. Um, oh, so but, but yeah, I turned it on for a little bit, and there was like two goals that were pretty pretty trashy goals, and I was like, well, I guess I can move on from this. Yeah, well, we could move on to um, some other NHL news, and we'll start with the Ottawa Senators, who have kind of, after today, had a, a little bit of a whirlwind of a couple weeks, um, starting with Shane Golly. Pinto. Yeah, Shane Pinto suspended 41 games for violating the league gambling policy, and Spencer, I think I've got this figured out and down to a T, um, so when I'm done explaining, you tell me if my bird law is accurate or not. All right, so you're allowed to bet on sports, just not your own league. Okay. A lot of multiple guys, tons of guys do it. It's, it's, it's insanely popular um, amongst athletes. Um, You're also not allowed to place bets um, from your team facilities either. Okay. So the original speculation was he was betting on hockey and that quickly was like, Nope, he's not betting on hockey. That was like right out of the, right out of the gate. They nixed that idea. All right. Uh, And then it was, well, he wasn't betting on hockey, but you can bet on other sports. He must have been betting within, like, you know, getting on the on the massage table and placing a bet or, or sitting in the cold tub and placing a bet from the team facility, and, and they flagged it. Um, and then it was like, nope, he didn't do that either. So what happened was he was placing or having placed for him what's called third-party proxy bets, okay? And it's when you live in a state or province that uh, – uh, sports gambling is illegal, um, but you have an account with sports gambling um, uh, sites under your name, and you have other people log in from a legal state. What are you? Is that a Slurpee? <laughs> it's just some water. Oh, okay. Well, so you have someone log in from a legal state and place it, just log into your account with your account information, your name, your password, your email, everything, and place bets under your name for you, um, which in and of itself is, is I think, illegal um, and violates the gambling policy. And when I did a little bit more digging, I believe DraftKings, they got a big, big time PP whack by, I believe it was New Jersey, the state of New Jersey, um, for originally allowing and not disclosing that third-party proxy bets were like running rampant on their site, um, and they got big-time pe- like big-time uh, fines for that. Um, so you're you're not allowed to do that. Um, so guys can bet on other sports as long as they themselves are placing the bets from legal states that allow it. Um, and this, yeah. So does that? Is that your understanding of, of what it is that it's these third-party proxy bets? Yeah, he was essentially, I think what they proved was he was in Ottawa and he was having bets placed in the state From of like New, New York, York in yeah, his the name. Yeah, New York in his name. Which, yeah, which, yeah which that's, is, that's, it, that's illegal. A I get it. Yeah. And I definitely think they used him. I think the league used him as an example. I think 100%, yeah, 41, game, 100%. 41 games is harsh, but I think they said, let's let's nip this in the bud right now. Let's yeah, get in front of this. Let's 
let's make our stance clear that you this is a no no and I, I wonder mean, yeah. how many accounts I wonder how many accounts got deleted that day from other guys. Um, but yeah, they're, they're definitely using him as an example, but that leads me into, so today Ottawa, um, from a trade from 2021, they have forfeited their first round draft pick in either 2024, 2025, or 2026. They can pick, um, it's up to them. But in July of 2021, they tried to send Evgeny Dodonov to, or they sent Evgeny Dodonov to the Vegas Golden Knights. Then the Vegas Golden Knights tried to send Evgeny Dodonov to the Anaheim Ducks. The trade was flagged by the league, and Vegas kind of took the trade back because they learned that Ottawa did not disclose to them that Anaheim was on one of Dodonov's no-trade clause, uh, uh, was a no-trade clause team for Dodonov. So they had the information. They either willingly or just stupidly didn't disclose that that Anaheim was one of the teams that he did was was on his no trade clause. So what it did was it forced the Vegas Golden Knights to who thought they made a good trade to get a good player and send a good player somewhere else. Um, Now, all of a sudden, that trade is no more. They can't do it. Um, And it kind of reshaped the way they had to go about that whole process. Um, so because of that, um, Ottawa has forfeited, again, a 2024, 2025, or 26 pick, whichever they choose. Um, but it's a first rounder. Um, it's, it's, it's just kind of I, – I forgot about that situation, and then here we are two years later, and it's popping up again. So before I get into that, I will say it's ironic that this kid got suspended, and then he also had a, like a yeah. betting gambling ad on his helmet the entire time. Yeah, Tough look for Ottawa. It's, it but yeah, is, no, it, it's all, it's neither here nor there. It's just really funny yeah. when his picture's popping up that he's getting suspended for gambling and there's like a huge gambling sticker on the side of his helmet, but yeah, we yeah. can, we can move on from that. So this one kind of confused me. I, I understood it all, but it, I guess I was more surprised that the, the no trade list travels with the trade. Like I figured once he was traded, to Vegas, he would kind of have to I, establish that list with Vegas. I am not I am not smart enough to begin to even try to comprehend how the fuck this got fucked up like this. Yeah, but no, clear, I know. But yeah, clearly again it did. Cl- and clearly it was <laughs> yeah, yeah. it was all clearly it was all Ottawa's fault or the league wouldn't have taken a first round pick from them. I mean that's a pretty harsh pe- whether it's three years from now or not, that's a pretty harsh penalty. So let's yeah, say you pick, let's, say, let's fire their GM either. Let's let's say you pick 2026 and then 3 years from now you're so bad you could potentially win the lottery and then that that lottery pick is given to and then let's say you do win the lottery but that pick is somebody else's pick that's a fuck situation. Um and that's just yeah so they they fucked that one up. Um so Ottawa a tough tough couple of weeks for their new owner there. Um it kind of makes me wonder how Ryan Reynolds would have handled this. I think I think with grace, I think with grace he would have handled it because I'm still a firm believer he should be the owner of this team right now. But anyways, yeah, tough times in Ottawa right now. So um, they're not looking the best either hockey-wise. So again, when it's cold and dark up in that fucking part of the country, it's miserable when your team's not good um, and when they're going through shit like this. So we'll see how they come out of it. But 
Um, in, in other NHL news, um, we, um, we're not going to begin to comment on a tragedy that occurred um, the other night um, in England's top league um, out of respect for Adam Johnson um, and his family. Um, but um, in response to the tragic death um, of Adam Johnson, uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins coach, Mike Sullivan, um, came out today um, and he announced that they, the, the organization um, will be making mandatory neck guards um, for their AHL and ECHL affiliates. Um, they will be required to wear them. Um, they can't require the Penguins themselves, the NHL team, to wear them um, because that has to be any any uh, changes to equipment have to be approved by the NHL PA. Um, but they they are um, mandating that their minor league um, affiliates require them. Um, and they Mike Sullivan is is um, very much so encouraging his players um, um, to make a transition into some type of of net protection, uh, which we've seen TJ Oshie's company Warroad come out with a pretty versatile one. It's like built into the um i've seen some kids have it it's like built into the um shirt itself so it's it's like it's not something that like actually like you have to like wrap around your neck um it's more of like kind of like a turtleneck like thomas Placanic kind of used to wear um but does it but come I, up high enough so my thing is, is it does it does, does that it come does. up high enough it does it does okay. it does it does um it does and it also has it on the wrist um um, all I can say is we are in support of the of the mandates. Um, I think, you know, it is unfortunately it, it's such a tragic situation and it's tragic that it takes um, something like this to kind of take a deeper look into player safety. Um, you know, for the longest time, it's been concussions um, and cuts have happened in the past um, and, you know, they weren't overlooked. Um, but you kind of forget that they happen because they don't happen often. Um, but, you know, um, this is it's about time that we start taking a look at at, at this Um and if it does mean um, requiring um, it as far as uh, net guards and related to keeping you alive, then I'm all for it. Um, I would I would as- expect that USA Hockey for all youth players by next year um, will make it a mandate for all levels. Um, and it's just going to be a thing. Um, and it's it's going to be people are going to put up a stink and fuss about it for the first year. Um, because it's new and it's uncomfortable and we all know that that something new and uncomfortable makes us uncomfortable um but at the end of the day i think i think it'll just be uh whispers in the wind um as far as this the amount of safety uh it provides um so i don't know i don't have anything else to say um uh, on that spencer do you have anything i I, no i just agree i mean i think with with especially with today's technology like blades are sharper than they used to be. I think they're, we're getting, you know, these skates so sharp and these kids are skating so fast now that these things, they're, they're bound to kind of happen. You saw it. I mean, you saw it happen to Evander Kane last year where he slid his, you know, his wrist open. You saw this tragic moment. I mean, there's been other instances of this. So I think, I think it is definitely time to kind of look at some of these things and, and try and protect it. Do I think, we need to go as far as, you know, are we going to maybe see full face protection in the NHL in the next, you know, five years? I don't think we're that far away from that because, I mean, you see these pucks. I, they are I, constantly hitting guys in faces these days. So here's 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 where I see it. And in, in, I would I don't necessarily say five years, but I would say eight years from now. Um, obviously all of the guys currently that are wearing no face shield, like Jamie Ben, um, and, and guys like that, they, they won't be in the league anymore. 
Um, so once those guys are gone, everybody will technically be advisors um, because those guys got grandfathered into the rule of not having to wear one. But if you're coming to league now, it's required that you wear a visor. I think what you're going to end up seeing is bubbles will probably be required. And NHL. I was just going to ask, I was like, do you think guys are going to start to opt to wear a bubble? I understand I think, not uh, wanting cages uh, against the, the half because you're going to have metal bars going into guys' faces. And I so think, I think there's I think, a way to get around that. And I think here's what's going to happen with fighting. I think fighting is still going to be around, but what's going to happen is you're going to get a five-minute major, your first fight, because you have to take your helmet off, which is not allowed anymore either. But if you're wearing a bubble, then you have to. So I think you're going to get a 10-minute, not a major, but you're going to get a 10-minute penalty, like a 2 and a 10, like a checking from behind both sides. They'll stay 5 on 5. You'll get a 10-minute penalty. Then I think on your second fight in the same game, you're going to be gone, and they're going to give you a one-game suspension. And then I think it will be like, I think the NHL will eventually, there will be fighting, but it'll eventually be like, um, they'll, they'll cap it, right? Like any more than 10, and you're going to be sent to player safety for, for hearings and things like that. Um, I, I, I just, I, I don't want to see it go that route. Um, and I don't necessarily think it has to just based from, from this. Um, I think this is a completely separate instance as far as player safety is concerned. Um, but you know, we're just, we're just, I think eventually all things are going to get looked at. Um, so I think all cards, cards, all cards are on the table right now. Um, and again, we, we're not going to begin to try, uh, try to analyze what happened. There's no point. Um, it's just, it's just tragic. Um, so if you're good, we'll move on from that. Moving on. All right, moving on. Um, moving on to something that I sent you earlier today that you did not like that I'm actually a fan of. Um, the NHL could be prime very, very soon. Um, it, the um, company um, owned by Logan Paul and YouTuber KSI um, released an Instagram photo today um, of Austin Matthews um, has become the first NHL player to sign with prime as an official um, ambassador um, and I, to be honest, I'm, I'm, I love it. I'm all for it. I, I drink them all the time. They taste really good. Like really So is, good. do you think this is in response to the whole, uh, body armor going bankrupt thing? You mean biosteel? Biosteel. Yeah. Body armor, biosteel. Same thing. Um, yeah. But I, I, I do, I do. And, and here's the thing. Prime is the official drink of the UFC. They have the money to cash the checks. So, why, I just don't like Logan Paul. I, I you can say what I, you want about those guys; they're fantastic marketers. I just don't know if I want them involved in the NHL. I, to be honest, I think he, I think he has really. I, I I'm all for giving guys a fair shot. I, I think he's really tried to change his persona into the last few years into an actual athlete um, because he boxes um, not full time, but on the side. And he's actually, a, if you know, fighting and you know that I, I used to, to compete. Um, I have an eye for, for different things. He can fight. Um, he can box. Um, he does have technique. Um, he, he can fight. Um, the other thing is he is a, turning into a very competitive WWE wrestler um, and is pretty high flying and is putting his body on the line. And I think he's really trying to take on more of an athlete side of his life in his kind of older years, less, more or less than of a crazy YouTuber and like w whatever he kind of used to be, which if that's what it is, I'm cool with it. Um, if he's kind of taken on this like athlete thing, which he really has, um, and he's, he's a, he's a full on WWE athlete. Um, so I, 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 if they have the money to cash the checks, 
the drink is good. The ingredients are good. Um, it's basically, it's, it's, it's just like body armor. I think it's a little better than body armor. It's less sugar than the, than the normal body armors, a lot less. Um, I, I think, I think we're, I think by next year we'll see the prime as the official drink of the NHL. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe they'll prove yeah. me wrong. Yeah, maybe, maybe they will. Um, but go buy one. The fruit punch is really good. I'm just going to say it. Um, go, go get one, try it. They're, they're good. But Austin Matthews is prime. Um, last few things before we hop off here, I got a roller game at seven. So, um, we'll, we'll get these done and then, uh, we'll talk about these few things that we got left. So Backstrom, Nicholas Backstrom is stepping away from the Washington Capitals for his ongoing injury issues. And I'm just going to say it. He needs to hang him up. Yeah, he's done. I don't think we see him play again. No, maybe, he's got to be done. I think we maybe see him play one game and that's, and I think he's done. Yeah, he's got to be done. Um, so I, I think based on that we are going to see Nicholas Backstrom is um is is going to most likely retire from the NHL here sooner um rather than later and I don't mean that in a mean way I just man it's it's hard to watch a guy just struggle to try to come back from the same injury over and over and over again and um maybe somebody has to have a hard talk with him but guys like to go out on their own terms so I completely understand that um somebody who's going out on their own terms um who's who who gets to do that is Paul Stasny retiring from the NHL after 17 seasons. Um, and to be honest with you for, for the, if there's any like kids listening, damn, what a, what a two way center. Yeah. He was, I mean, yeah. What a career he, you know, he was kind of a suitcase towards the end of his career, but God, yeah. But he showed uh, up. Be, he always I, knew I, what you were going to get out of him and he just he, played so hard. Yeah, he, yeah, and just to, and and what a legend by being one of the last guys to use a wood stick. Yeah, absolute legend for that. I mean, it took. It, it, I just absolutely. He's he's just an incredible. He's just an incredible two way center. Um, played the game the right way. Did everything off and off the ice the right way. Um, so congrats to Paul Snazzy. Um, and then last but not least, Jumbo Jor Thornton. Came out of the woodworks um, and dropped a, a, a hilarious, not bombshell, because um, yeah, even he said, it's like, man, you, you couldn't tell I'm done. Um, but just the way he did it was so Jumbo Joe. Um, so what a legend of the game. So he is officially retired as well. We won't be seeing the beard. Um, well, we'll see the beard with Brent Burns, but we won't be seeing the beard um, anymore, unfortunately. But I think we all knew that. Um, but he's, a, he's officially made it. I, I Probably, Spencer, you're one of your all-time favorite players growing up. Oh, absolutely. He, I mean, Jumbo Joe was the man. He, I mean, he was Sharks hockey for so long. I mean, yeah, he got drafted by Boston, but they made that stupid, stupid trade and they sent him to San Jose. And yeah, the rest is history. What a legend. And to, yeah, the Instagram, the shirtless, fancy hat Instagram video being like, you guys didn't know. I guess I have to announce this to people. Yeah. But yeah. What a legend. What a career. Do you think he's a Hall of Famer? I know what I think. Do I think he? Gets, uh, do you think he gets in the Hall of Fame? Hold on, let me look up his stats real quick. Let me look up his stats real quick. He's got no cups. I think he's got a gold medal. At he's least got, one. he's got multiple gold medals. Um, so, one thousand seven hundred and fourteen games played, four hundred and thirty goals, one thousand one hundred nine assists. 1,539 points with a plus minus of plus 182. Yeah, I think he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, I think he gets in. Okay. Yeah. 
uh, at least we're yeah. on the same page. I was like, I think he's so, a Hall of Famer in my mind. I think sometimes so, they're a little critical. So, I don't know if he gets in on his first go around, but I think he gets. No, I I don't think he's a first ballot, but I think he eventually does, and here's why: the plus one hundred and eighty-two across your career is fucking insane. Um, and that's nuts. When you, when you look at games played, one thousand seven hundred fourteen points. 1,539. So out of almost 2,000, let's, if we're just rounding, right, just for dumb math, out of almost 2,000 games, he was 200 points from being a point per game player. Yeah, that's nuts. I, I would say he eventually gets into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I th- yeah, he gets in. Good. Yeah, I, I, I would I would say so. I, I'm with you on, I, I am on the Joe Thornton to the Hall of Fame train. Um, but again, it, it took Guy Carboneau forever to get into the Hall of Fame. Um, and I don't, I don't know. I, I think his stats were actually pretty – might be pretty – that's interesting. I got to look that up real quick before we go. So we know. Uh, yeah, I think the no cups hurt him. But, yeah, I mean, in my mind, he's one of the greatest passers in the game of all time. You put him on the half wall, he's going to throw sauce to just about oh, anywhere. Joe, Joe Th- oh, Joe Thornton's definitely got to get in. Guy Carboneau played 400 less games and has almost, like, 800, 900 less points. Oh, yeah. Okay. No, he's good. Yeah. Okay, yeah, good. That yeah. makes me feel yeah, better. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's definitely getting in. Uh, well, that's – I mean, do you have anything else? I think that's I think that's all we got. No. I will address – there will be no video of this podcast for the fans, for the for the five fans that we have. There will be no video, unfortunately. Um, we had to do just an audio only. Um, the normal platform that we record from was down. Um, so we had to do it from a, plat- a different platform that um, does not allow um, video um, because, coincidentally, their video platform syncs with the platform that we use that was down. Funny how that works. Um, so there will be no video of this, um, audio only, um, but we wanted to get this out and, and get it to you. We will be back next week, hopefully, um, uh, since we couldn't get Mason on. So hopefully we'll be back next week, all three of us. Um, and um, I'm playing – um, a nice course in San Antonio this weekend. So I will be able to give you an in-depth kind of uh, uh, look at how my game is looking going into November on, on Saturday. So um, that we got that coming up. Um, so Spencer, uh, tee him high and let him fly. Yeah, oh, safe travels, buddy. And I, I, hope, I hope you lose your roller hockey game. I, I, we probably will. Um, the Space Rangers are, are not good this year. Um, but I, I will say um, – 15% off Phoenix Fit, um, FNX Fit, uh, Float, use code Flowskate. Um, that podcast was brought to you by Phoenix Fit. Um, I'd be remiss if I did not mention them. Um, they are still a very good sponsor uh, to the podcast. Code Flowskate gets you 15% off. So make sure to use that for um, all of your Phoenix Fit products. Um, and yeah, again, that's it. Yeah, fuck you. We will probably lose. Um, and I will I will let you know how, uh, how I swing them on Saturday. Sounds good, buddy. All right. Football Skate Podcast. See ya. Peace.